What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Hidden Falls Media Experience episode. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Patrick Bolanos. But before we get into the episode today, I want to remind you of the fee. We don't run ads. I don't pitch you any bullshit course that you don't need. What we do is we bring you the best and highest quality information to help you elevate your life, your business, your mindset, everything that matters inside of this life. So if you have found a nugget of wisdom, insight, or just enjoyed hearing Patrick and I talk in our very, very manly voices for the next few hours, then please, please, please drop us a review and subscribe on Apple iTunes. Not only helps us get ranked, but it also helps elevate our incredible guests who graciously give us their time. So welcome aboard, Patrick. Thank you so much for having me, man. Looking forward to it. This is exciting. Yeah, dude, I'm excited to happily uh, have you here. It's been a long time coming for this, and I'm super pumped. Why don't you tell people first a little bit about who you are, where they can find you, and what what are you doing, man? You're building out an empire. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, thanks again for having me. I know um, everybody wants to be on podcasts, and I really appreciate you inviting me on, share my message. And so... Uh, first off, you guys can find me on Instagram uh, at Patrick Bolanos, HTX, or my company, which is a food truck manufacturing company at Trailer Builders. Uh, a little bit about myself. Um, I started this business with my business partner three years ago. I was dead broke in 2017. I j- had just gotten fired one week before Christmas um, from a nine to five CFO position. I was running a $35 million company. So I was forced into the entrepreneurship space uh, back in 2017. And it's been a long time coming. We've done a whole lot in the past three years. And I can say that I can attribute our success pretty much um, to focusing on just one thing. And that's uh, focusing on gratitude. So every day I make sure that I um, wake up. The first thing I do every every morning is say, say things that I'm grateful for, whatever those things may be. It could be a a man. It could be a pain in my toe from doing jujitsu, or it could be having my kids all healthy or any challenges that I'm facing in my business. Um, that's the first thing I do every Monday, every morning. And it's help. I'm going to keep repeating Monday because it's Monday, (laughs) but, uh, and this will drop uh, on a Monday. And it's going to drop on a Monday. Let's go. So <laughs> one of the things that I've, that, I've, that I've focused on to help our business grow and to, I mean, not to, not to say lightly, but we've grown from, from zero all the way up to seven figures in three years. And again, just super grateful of the trajectory, the journey about learning how to do this, going on Instagram, doing lives, jumping on podcasts, that kind of stuff. It's cool, man. It's not a... It's not what they used to tell you how to grow a business. The game's totally changed. And even in 2020 and going into 2021, the game has changed. What are you guys doing that's really separating yourself from the crowd? I've, I've watched you from afar now for probably about, what, two and a half years we've known each other. So it's been yeah. really cool to see that growth. And I can say there's not another company out there like yours. Yeah, man. Thanks for that. It, uh, I'm glad people notice. Uh, I know we 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 are we are members of the RSA syndicate, which has been one of the main um, factors that has helped me understand how to succeed in business. Um, what do we want to do this year to differentiate ourselves? Well, you know, last year was kind of crazy for everybody. Um, April, March, COVID, we had no idea what was going to happen. I thought my business was going to go straight to zero, um, which is one of the 
biggest fears of mine is going back to 2017 and not having mm. a dime to feed my family. So I, um, I operate off that fear and I try to go a thousand percent every day. And so this year we're focusing on a ton of stuff. I was up, I don't know if I can curse on this, but I'm a, I say bad words all the time, man. And, uh, I apologize ahead of time if, if I offend anybody, but they will, they will slip. Um, and so this year we want to focus on making sure that we're not just a transactional company. Mm. In the past three years, we've been very transactional. Like somebody will buy a food truck from us and then we won't hear from them again or because it's a very hefty investment. Not, it's not every day that somebody can come to you and say, Hey, here's $50,000, build me a food truck. So uh, we want to change that going forward. And so going forward, we're going to focus on giving them the tools for their business to succeed just like I have picked up the tools mm. to help our business succeed. We want to transfer that knowledge. We're not going to increase our prices, but for example, if Alex, you wanted to buy a food truck from us, we're going to give you access to our network. We're going to give you access to our CPAs. We're going to give you access to our social media uh, experts. We're going to give you access um, to our um, attorneys, pretty much anybody that you need to make sure that you succeed. We're going to offer that to you. And we're also creating courses online to help you, uh, to help our customers, as soon as they purchase and they invest in something like a food truck with mm -hmm. us, they can expect to succeed right out of the gate. That's what we mm -hmm. want. And our motto or our message is, if they succeed, we succeed, right? And and everybody's happy and that's what we're looking for. I love it. Are you seeing a massive boom with a lot of restaurateurs looking for a new way to kind of express their art and express their skill set now that I mean, we we literally don't know what's going to happen with the restaurant industry, but it's not looking good for a lot of them. Are you seeing a massive push towards these high-end chefs starting to move into the food truck space? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. Obviously, COVID has hampered a ton of different industries, the restaurant industry being one of them. It has decimated some restaurants at certain levels all over the U.S. Like if you go from New York to California, Texas, we're seeing about 30 to 40% closure rates of the of the restaurant industry here in Texas. And a lot of them are pivoting to going mobile. So a lot of them have been able to save their businesses by online ordering and going with Grubhub and on all those mm -hmm. services. But a lot of them also have invested in going mobile. So I have I have a customer in Philadelphia that he purchased a trailer in December of 2019 and he was doing breweries. So he would park at a brewery and he was enjoying life. He was making a ton of money. And then March came around, April came around and they shut down the breweries. Um, he was very fearful of what to do, but instead of waiting around and, you know, make then waiting on that PPP or that EIDL, he decided to pivot and he decided to contact neighborhoods in his surrounding area and he would send a menu ahead of time and he would get online orders. And so this guy is selling out every single day just from going to neighborhoods and um, doing HOAs and things of that nature. And he's already reached out to me and he wants a second one. So unfortunately, yes, um, it's a bad thing that restaurants are closing down. I really feel for them. I've been in the restaurant industry for 10 years, former CFO of a restaurant group. So I have a I have a, a soft spot for the industry, and I really hate to have to be successful while others are failing in the industry. But you know, um, 
it is what it is, right? What are you going to do? We just got to go for it. Dude, I don't think it's a negative at all. I think it's, I think it's looking to serve a need that's out there. And with your background and experience, who better than to help you on that journey, right? You could be just, you could be some random guy that just set up shop and said, look at this opportunity. I'm going to take advantage of the market. But you come from the restaurant industry. They're your people, right? And you understand their deep emotional pain points. You understand what keeps them up at night. You understand what it's like to put your craft and work into a business and then just have something that totally outside of your control, rip it away from you. I mean, you opened up with saying, right? Like a week before Christmas, you got canned from the job. Like you understand that pain of having having something so close to you just be ripped. And I think being able to provide that value and that service to them and plus what you decided to add on this year of taking the comprehensive approach to, hey, we're here to be your all-in solution, right? You don't need to go and play the guess and check game of, hey, who's going to screw me over or who's not? You guys have already vetted all that out for them, which is a tremendous value add, especially anymore with how many fake gurus there are online. And no matter what industry you are, there's always somebody with a bigger flex on you. And right. It's how do you start to vet them out for the people that actually know their salt? Yep, absolutely. Adding value, man. That's it. That's where it's at. So we're not out there just wanting to flex. We actually, we want to help people like our mission. We are on a mission to help a million families become financially independent through a mobile food truck. That's awesome. It's going to take us a long ass time. (laughs) I might not even be alive to do a million, but maybe, Hey, maybe I am. So, but that's my mission. That's how big it is. And um, like Ed Milet says, right. You got to, your dream has to be big enough to fit as many people as possible underneath it. So that's our goal. What made you have that dream? What made me have that dream? Yeah. Why, like like why a million? (laughs) I wanted to put a number that was astronomical. So we do about 250 to 275 build outs on a, a year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to take forever for us to, <laughs> to reach a million. So I want people to laugh at it. I want people to say, bro, that's crazy. You're not going to do that. Um, but if I focus on getting to that number or if I put that number out there, everything that I do on a daily basis is going to uh, help me make the decisions or take the actions to help me increment. And if I start incrementing, um, going from 275 to a thousand a year to 10,000 a year, um, I think we can make it happen. We're going to have to vertically integrate. We're going to have to do a ton of things to make that happen right now. We're in a 56,000 square foot facility, but we want to be the biggest food truck manufacturer in the world. So, um, we want to help as many people as possible. There's so many people out there. You'd be surprised the amount of people that reach out to us that are teachers, for example. They've been saving up in their 401ks. They have their sweet little nest egg that they weren't retired to, but they've been passionate about the food industry for so long that what happened last year with COVID pretty much just gave them the push, mm. maybe more of a pull, but a push or pull, however you want to say it to take action and get it done before um, before they leave this planet earth, right? You'll be really right. getting one shot at this. So um, that's the whole idea. That's the whole, that's the whole premise behind helping a million families because there's a lot of people thinking about it. They don't take action. We want to help you do that. I love that. And what an inspiration to people out there too that I see it all the time. <clears throat> Makes me a little choked up thinking about it, man. The, the people that just sit on their dreams and never, never take action out of fear. 
fear of what my husband might think, fear of what my wife's going to say if I say, honey, I want to turn in our 401k and start up a business, right? It's that instant reflex from a lot of people of like, oh, no, 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 I, I can't put, I can't do that, right? That's, that, that's, that's for somebody else. It's for the people that are more successful. It's for the people that aren't me. It's a learned skill, just like anything else, right? Like, like you said, we invested in mentors. That's how we got connected with one another. We found people who have been down that road invested in the mentor, invested in the right partners to help us get to that spot. It's definitely not easy. And it's not something that you're born with. I think you can learn it just like we have, right? By investing in mentors and then uh, transferring that knowledge. Like if you asked me five years ago, hey, you're going to be the owner of a food truck company doing X amount of money. You're going to be debt-free and you're going to be providing money for... Uh, a baseball academy, like the one that I help in Nicaragua, I would have said, you're freaking crazy, bro. Because I lived in a a perpetual, I don't know, state of mind that I've always like just going through the motions on a daily basis. I would come home from my nine to five, turn on the tube, not interact with my kids, not interact with my wife, just put on a baseball game, drink a couple of beers. I was 240 pounds overweight. And I mean, who wants to live that way? Right. And a lot of people need our help. And if it's a food truck, that's going to get you moving. Then I want to help you do that. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, investing, investing, investing easy. My, um, my microphone, you still got me. Yep. I still got you. Cool. And so, I don't know. That's, I mean, yeah, that's where we want to add a lot of value. Let's dig into this baseball project that you got going on. Here. Baseball. So baseball has been a huge passion of mine since I was growing up. I wanted to be a major league baseball player. I'm originally from Nicaragua, which I didn't mention earlier, but Nicaragua is one of the poorest countries on planet earth. Uh, It's the second poorest country in the Western hemisphere after Haiti. It is a country that people live off a dollar a day, they have to, they have to work to get um, meals for their families, barefoot, living in, in, in homes made out of uh, tin roofs and uh, wood that's probably picked out of the trash. So one, it's Nicaragua has given me a lot of perspective in terms of how good we have it here in the US. Mm. But so going back to the story, I am super passionate about baseball. It's a baseball country. So I would, growing up, I would play baseball all day, every day. I would go to sleep with my glove on. And I actually tried out for a college team here in the U.S. I made the practice squad. I did not make the team, but I would practice with the team. Uh, so I basically walked onto the team but on the practice squad. So baseball was a big part of my life. And when I got married and I got into the corporate world, it just, I stopped doing whatever it was that was baseball related. Mm. So back in 2017, as I started going through this whole self-development process and finding out what I was passionate about, all I did was go back to when I was a kid and I would say, when when would I be the most happy? Man, the happiest I would be was when I was on a baseball field, thinking about playing Major League Baseball, diving for, uh, for balls in the center field or stealing a base or getting a hit. And so I decided to help that process. I wanted to help and give that opportunity to children in Nicaragua that don't have what I had 
I come from my uh, middle-class family and I had my own baseball. I had access to a baseball bat. The friends that I grew up playing with, which were poor kids from shacks living behind my house, they didn't have access to that kind of stuff. They used our equipment. And so looking back, I was like, man, why didn't we ever just have something to help them? And so I did a Google search and I decided to look into bringing baseball equipment to Nicaragua. And I found a nonprofit here in the U.S. out of South Dakota called Helping Kids Round First. And I decided to email the president and founder of the nonprofit. And I basically said, told him, hey, buddy, I want to learn what you're doing because I want to do what you do. Um, you can either help me or I'll figure it out on my own. Something along those lines, right? Like being very, <laughs> uh, very aggressive. The guy called me back in about an hour after sending the email. And we were on the phone for almost two hours. And so Craig Sivertson's his name. And he's a, uh, he's a rancher out of South Dakota who was um, a missionary. And he traveled the world. And he, for some reason, ended up in Nicaragua back in the 1960s. And so ever since he's been doing that, he's been bringing baseball equipment to Nicaragua. And I told him my dream. I told him, listen, I want to help kids get baseball equipment. But my dream is to own a baseball academy mm. where we help underprivileged kids sign with major league baseball teams. So he was the connection to having what I have now is a co-ownership in a very small baseball academy where we help kids between the ages of 12 and 16, get the opportunity to sign with major league baseball. And so internationally um, you can sign as young as 16. And what they do is they grab you, they pick you out of your country, wherever it is. Like if you're in Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico, it's huge. Um, there's a ton of players coming out of there, but Nicaragua, um, which is a baseball country has the talent and we want to help increase the opportunity these kids have. So what we do is basically we provide schooling, um, we provide health, we provide baseball, obviously baseball, um, coaches, and it's all, it's a for-profit business that is not profitable because everything that we get from the signing of the bonuses from these kids goes back into the Academy to keep helping more kids. And I so love that has allowed me what I've done here, the changes I've made here in my life, personal development, and in my business has allowed me to pursue the mission of helping kids in Nicaragua sign with major league baseball. Um, so yeah, long story short, that's what we do. I love that, man. Guys, this Patrick is on fire. If you're not following this man and learning from some of the lessons that he has and what he's doing and what he's going through, you are missing out on a massive opportunity. So I would highly encourage that you go follow Patrick, follow his mission, follow his story. And if it resonates with you, man, reach out to him, see if there's a way you can help in that process as well, too. Um, you know, trying to wrap this up and we'll, we'll hit on it too. It sounds like that the personal journey growth was really the biggest catalyst for you moving from point A to point Z from where you're at. Even though I know we're not there, we're getting ready to round, as they say in baseball, we're getting ready to round the corner, right? We're coming back in for the next scoop of it. What, what, what's on the horizon? I mean, you've got so many things out there that you're looking to accomplish and do. How do, how do you stack your life? How do you leverage the habits and daily rituals? I know you said gratitude was one of them. What are some of the other things you've done in your life to prime for success so that way you can afford to have all these different things going at once? So um, there's a lot of things that I've implemented, some habits that have helped me make changes in different aspects of my life. 
in relationships and finances, um, spirituality. And so in business, obviously, right? So one, um, doing the things that are uncomfortable every single day, putting myself in an uncomfortable situation first. So then I can feel that I can handle pretty much anything throughout the day. So for example, every day I will wake up and practice meditation, maybe do, uh, I'm implementing this year a stretching routine because mm. I'm 41 and everything hurts after I, after, I, uh, after I work out. So I'm trying to put in some stretching to make sure that I can be in less pain. But then I work out at least four times a week with a personal trainer. I practice jujitsu at four times a week. And I recently started jujitsu eight months ago. I was a pra- I practiced it in 2018 or 2019 for a year. Then I got out. But I have noticed that if I do the things that are hard to do first for myself, so for example, uh, making sure I eat the right things, making sure that I work out, making sure that I put myself in a situation where I'm very uncomfortable, everything else becomes a lot easier. Mm. So in 20, in 2019, I went out and tried to finish a half Ironman. That was a huge, huge undertaking for me because I had never done anything like that. I mean, I ran, a, I ran a full marathon in six hours, just beat the time limit. Um, it was probably one of the most hurtful things that I've ever done. I couldn't walk for a week after that. Um, but then I wanted to step it up. Right. And so I decided to go for a half Ironman. Um, I didn't get to finish it because I only finished two thirds crazy story. I mean, I was going into the last leg, which is the running. Uh, My wife has a video of me on the bike coming in to turn in the bike and get my running shoes on and I'm smiling, but I didn't get in on time because it's a competition. So Mm -hmm. they pulled me out. That was a huge learning uh, opportunity for me. Cause I could have said, you know, fuck these people. But so for example, I come in, they take off my timer and I had to go call my wife who was going to go look for me on the course to go take some pictures on the running course. But I had to go tell her that I was pulled off the course and I wasn't going to finish. I literally was crying because I didn't get the opportunity to finish what I had set out to do. So these things that I put on my list helped me grow personally. So these fa- that failure only made me want to do it all over again. So COVID-19 hit, I couldn't get to do the one in October, but I'm already signed up for one in October. And I guarantee you I'm going to finish this one because I know what it's going to take. Mm. Um, and how does that apply to business? How does that apply to personal relationships? So my relationship with my wife has never been better because we're more open about communicating, about saying the things that we need to say to each other to make sure that we are you know, on the same page. Like if there's something bothering me, I don't hold back anymore. Um, Those kind of things. And it stems from doing the most difficult things for yourself first. Once you do that, makes it a whole lot easier to communicate with others, to communicate at work, to get shit done at work, to focus at work, et cetera. So, yeah. I love that. There's so much value just in that last two minutes too, beyond just perseverance, but I didn't even think we'd get into relationship and communication with that. So we've got healthy eating. We've got working out at least eight times a week in a different way. We've got um, meditation in the morning. What else do you sprinkle into your routine that would probably surprise people? I read. Mm. Definitely make sure to get some 
some reading in. I listen to motivational videos on YouTube every single morning on my way to the gym or jujitsu. Um, and that's pretty much it. I think. I love it, man. Patrick, one more time, where can people find you? How can they learn more about your trailer uh, builders and where can they follow you on social media? So my Instagram, I'm mostly, they can find me on Facebook at Patrick Bolanos. I believe you can find me on there with that. Um, Instagram is Patrick Bolanos HTX on Instagram for my company. If you're interested in the mobile food business, it's at trailer builders. And then also I am launching a podcast called working for a dream where we're going to be doing the exact same thing we're doing here. Just discussing how we can help people, um, take action and achieve their dreams. I love it, man. Thank you so much for being a guest on today. I know my audience is going to be following you and they're going to get a lot of value out of your content too. Thanks for having me, man. I really liked it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And before we wrap it up, I just want to remind you, we don't run ads. We don't pitch you any type of BS course on the show. So if you could do me a favor, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, not only for the podcast, but go and follow Patrick and his story. I promise you, you'll be getting a ton of value out of his content. So if you found a nugget of wisdom insider, just enjoyed hearing the podcast episode, leave a review, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And as always, go make somebody smile.